Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, this is Stephanie Hi, Megan. Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Because therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. I am so excited to announce that Broco Therapy finally has a Patreon. Patreon is a good way to give back to the show. All the money and the proceeds go back to helping me build this platform and to give you guys better quality, better content, and honestly, just make this shit like a fucking empire, you know what I'm saying? So if you love Broco Therapy and you want to hear more and you want to give back to the show, Go ahead and click the link down in the description and it will lead you to the Patreon. So our first episode ever on Patreon is, of course, with Sixella Fears. I thought she was the perfect person to start off with because she is the ultimate BGT OG. So please enjoy this snippet, but you get the whole episode now available on Patreon. And of course, the link is in the description. Also, I think I need to clarify this just in case some people are confused. The Patreon is just bonus extra episodes. Everything else with Brocal Therapy, of course, new episode every Monday, that is not going away. But if you want to hear more, especially from your fucking favorites from the show, Patreon is where it's at. I kind of just want to shoot the like, shit. Just shoot the shit. I feel like it's been. It's been. Uh, it's been like I've been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. So I think maybe I mean we could give like an update a little bit of your life and then see where that goes. And then we could always read emails. I got a bunch of emails to read, so um, it's a good good timing to do like a little update because I because of what I'm talking about and my close friends because it kind of happened. Like I feel like when was the last time I did an episode episode? It's been a while because last time it was you were my sister. Aunt, it was your sister, and so we were talking about your sister. We didn't really like talk about you. Like it's been a really long time since people have like heard from you. Yeah, you know? and a lot has happened. A lot. Yeah. My life has been crazy. <laughs> your life has been very crazy. So I guess we'll get into it. Hi guys, it's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Broco Therapy, and we have. The dopest, literally the OG original guest of the pod ever, Sixella motherfucking fierce bitch. Hi, guys. I literally ran so you bitches could walk, okay? Literally, you ran so everyone could just walk through the pod. Like You feel me? Like, you did that, bitch. I ain't, I ain't even gonna hold you. I have been feeling a little salty, because now the platform's huge, and, like, I'm not sure people know me anymore, 
Um, but I'm still that girl. I'm still the OG, still the original. Okay. People still remember you. People still like still ask for you till this day. I love so that. So they remember you. Maybe like the new ones may like may not, but I got some like fans oh, okay. that listen from like the beginning and like know what's up. Good. But every time I post about you, people are just like, We miss her on the pod. Like I want her back. And I'm like, I do too, but it's like it's it's not that easy, yeah. you know? And so, but I'm just so glad that like I'm starting this like Patreon because it's now gonna be like just it's it's almost like having another show within the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, even though it's just be less production and it's just audio and it's bonus episodes, they get to really hear you again. And you get to yeah. hear just I feel like it's a little bit more intimate. And so I, I think so too. I think it's like a nice treat if if you're willing to pay for the subscription, then you're gonna get goodies that like because obviously I can't be on the show on a normal basis like everyone else can. Right. So this is like an ex- it's like exclusive. I like right. I love that for y'all. Broco Therapy is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all this stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions and she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. 
And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. <laughs> so if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Right? And like you're just like a background story for those who like need some catching up. Like you're in Texas. Right now I'm in the Bay. Like we don't, both of us are not even in LA anymore. Yeah. Life so has changed. Life is so different. And it's just, it, you know, obviously because of the distance, it's hard to like get together, have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know, and so um, this is kind of a great chance for people to like still hear Sixella Fears. Yeah. So. So what's going on? It's been literally, we were just thinking about this. The last time we've been on the show was, was that 20? I was still blonde. You were. I remember one of my last episodes, I was talking about how, about like black love. Yes. Yep. That was 2020. Yeah. That was the last time. Girl. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 I remember that. So what's what's been like? I mean, we talk all the time. Yeah, so, like we literally talk all the time. So we talk at least know, once a week. Once a week at least. Yeah, for sure. We have like a Facetime call. Like it's a whole thing. We catch yeah. up. But like, but people don't know like what's going on in your life. Like again, they probably didn't even know you moved to to Texas. You're in Houston. Like yeah. What? And weren't you in Atlanta at one point? Like yeah. you know what I mean. Okay, so I'll give you guys like the cliff notes because it's a long. Right. It's been so so long. So in 2020, I moved from L.A. to Atlanta and I lived in Atlanta for 10 months and literally like it was like the start of my Saturn's return, basically. And um, it was rough. <laughs> it was really rough. Yeah. And so I went through just a lot. Like I dated a lot in Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta is where like I really dated like a grown up, you know? Um right. what was the ha- difference though, like of dating in LA and dating in Atlanta? Like what, what what was the difference? The men are different in Atlanta yeah. than they are in, in LA. And so like the quality of men, because you know the type of men that I like. I like I've always liked a boss, like a boss ass nigga. Like that's just my right. vibe, right? <laughs> yeah. And in Atlanta is where I found them. Like So I would say, yeah, like everyone that I dated was like, um, not everyone. Like I dated some, some like random people, but like I went on this date with this one, like, um, hedge fund investor guy. Hedge fund? Like a hedge, like a grass wall? Uh, You don't know what a hedge fund is? No. Oh my God. Am I going to look like an (laughs) idiot right now? 
So a hedge fund is basically like uh, he basically manages people people's money. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was like a name for it. Yeah. So like, uh, I met I met him <laughs> and we went Stressful. on a. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" Um, I went on. <sighs> we went on a really great day. Uh, we went to this like Kuka Lounge. He got us a table. Like I got to experience like how how like guys be bossing out and like be doing the most. He got us a table. We had a great time. Went back to his hotel room. He had a a room at like the Westin. Like really, it was like. All of the things in my head that I wanted, how I wanted to date, I got to elevate my dating standards in Atlanta. Yeah. And yeah. so that was really cool. And they're I, bougie in Atlanta. They're kind of bougie in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Like people don't talk about that, but they're real bougie in Atlanta. And that's my vibe. That's your vibe. <laughs> that is yeah. my vibe. Um, I also, I so I had a boyfriend out there. Um, it was boyfriend. It was, yeah, it was short lived, but yeah, he basically was Wait, my boyfriend. Wasn't the dude that like helped you move? No, he was one of my hoes. <laughs> but I at the same at the same time, I was talking to them at the same time. So I had like my main, who's who was basically my boyfriend, and then this side dude. Yeah, who, he wanted he wanted me to be his girlfriend, but he didn't he didn't have enough money for me. Oh my god! Yeah. What if? What if? Like, what do you mean though? Because, like, what if? Like, he was just in the works of getting it. You know, like, what do you mean he didn't have enough money for you? For me, if if your monetary status dictates a date, I can't. Like we, so we were going to go on a date, and he, the place didn't take cash, and he was like, "I pulled on my, I pulled on my cash out, so I can't use my card." And I was like, what? Oh, that's kind of, <laughs> I don't even think it's because he didn't have, that's just weird. No, but it's stuff like that. Like, that's like a, that's a red flag for me. And then also it's like, if. Well, what you, was his reasoning for that? I don't even remember. And I could have, he could have given me the cash and I could have used my card, but I wasn't doing that. I wasn't setting that precedent with him. So we ended up leaving. We went to the movies. We ended up doing like a drive-in movie. Um, And. I got to see like the hood side of Atlanta where like they just parking lot pimp. It was very interesting. But oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cute. He parking lot pimp. <laughs> yeah, no, literally it was a bunch of people in all their cars, um, like suited up cars in front of a fucking liquor store. What? That's actually <laughs> real that's actually pretty fire. I wonder if they do that here in Oakland. They probably do that. It's it's a hood thing. Like people go, it's, yeah. They had their fits on their cars. They just got a car wash pulled up. People subwoofers in the back. A whole bunch of music. People smoking and drinking. Like it was a the it whole vibe. Sounds like a sounds, sounds like a good time actually. No, no, it was. I was a little scared, but you know, <laughs> yeah, a little scary, but like you know, especially because I'm not from there. And he was like, right. Cause I lived in Buckhead at that time, so like he was like, "Oh, like you're, he he called me his like Buckhead baby." He was like, "Yeah, like I'm showing you like the South Side," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm showing you like the real Atlanta, not like the not the, the not the bougie, the bougie Buckhead Atlanta." Yeah, but he was also real goofy because yeah, he he helped me move out, but uh, yeah, that was also he like offered yeah. the help, and then like. I had to put gas in his car. I had to like feed him. And it's like, I don't mind doing that. But the way that he presented everything was just weak as fuck. Like it was just, um. yeah. So that's why I say he didn't have enough money for me. And it's also like a mindset. Like, don't tell me, I don't want to know about your problems. Be the man. What? Be the, be what the do you man. Mean you don't, what? No, when we're first dating, 
I don't want to know. Okay. I don't want to know about your problems. I don't know. And also, even the guy who I said was like my boyfriend, like he also, he, his energy was just a little different though, but he used to be like, he used to always tell me about his money problems too. And like, I didn't like that. Like I, for me, what I'm looking for, my man should make me feel secure. Like you're not making me feel secure at all. If you're telling Maybe me, it's just like I mean, it's good that he told you his problems, though. I think I think that it's good that he didn't sell you on this fantasy and this idea of him. Like he was pretty upfront with like, this is what my struggle is right now, and like this is what I'm going through. Like shit. Okay, cool. Now you know that like that that wasn't for you, so you move on. I just feel like it's why I rather have that than someone who's gonna fluff up something. And dragging you along. I I, I agree with you in a certain. So tell me your problems. It's like so I can know to. No, you know. it's like I, I feel like we were not at the point where I need to be knowing. Keep that shit, player. We were still in the honeymoon stage. Like yeah, like I feel like there's levels well, to that. I guess it depends on what were you looking for. Because if I, what were you looking for? Necessary? Were you looking for a relationship? Or were you looking just for someone to have for like the moment? Um, I was living in the moment, a relationship, but I was also living in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, uh, I just, for me, there's a way that a man, my type of man that I want that they, they, um, it's, it's like, it was too soon for me to know these things, you know, like it too, like, I feel like for It'd be different if we've if we're like six months in, but I'm like you're letting me know this, and I'm still getting to know you. So it's kind of like I don't trust you. Shouldn't be dating to me. You should not be date. You should not be dating if your shit's not together. Is how I feel, and that's I hold myself to that same standard. If I don't feel like I'm on a certain like mental level, or if I feel like I can't keep myself together, I don't really date too much, and. I just, that's just how I keep it, you know? And I feel like a guy should be the same way. Like, you need to kind of, like, show me, show me, I obviously be, like, be yourself, but, like, it's just the way, it's in the ways that they were telling me about the money. Mm-hmm. To see if I would be the type to be, like, oh, I got you. That, it was those types of situations. Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, they like, they were looking for someone to, like, just take care of them off the bat to also gauge to see if I was that type and I it's a red flag for me because in the past I've had this I've had guys do the same things like tell me certain things no you shouldn't be dating because a lot of guys are out here looking for a woman to take care of them I'm not her I want to be taken care of so if you tell me you got some issues and it's monetary you can tell me about anything else just don't talk about money I need to, I need to think your money. But yeah, together. money money is like a trick trick tricky thing to like talk about. I think in the beginning, you can tell I, me about I, your I emotional like, problems, all of that. Right, okay, it's just money. I like see. I like okay. Just to clear, because I think at first you're like, don't tell me your problems, which could be absolutely mm. anything. Because I'm no, like, I'm just they should money. be able they should be able to go to you to, for like your, their traumas or yeah, their yeah, like yeah, yeah. their situations and stuff. I know. I just I think for me, I was just kind of like I needed you to clarify because it's I was specifically like, money. Specifically, okay. money. I don't want to hear about it. You need okay. to keep that shit player, or like I don't need to know right, right now that because for me that just shows me you don't you're not a leader. Like why are you trying to date me and you can't and you struggling? Right, right. Like your priorities are fucked up. Like that's what you need to be going and going and going to go figure out. Maybe they're looking for someone who's like there regardless of what the money looks like. And you that's know, fine. So I'm I, not I, her. I, I feel. Like- <laughs> 
That is fine. I, I am not I, her. Because I definitely do feel like dudes test that out for sure to see like, Facts. oh, Facts. You know, is she here for the money you, or not? Like, and you know what's funny me? is in the past, I would have felt bad for like being that way. Baby, now? Nah, I'm sorry, but I'm not her. I Money's important to me. And right. not in the not in a way that it's like you have to have millions because I do want to build with someone. But you need to have your basics down. You need you need to be at my level or above. And I've been saying that for years and I haven't been standing on it. So like now it's like I can't. That's something I cannot budge on anymore. I can see that because I feel like for you in the beginning state, like when we were friends, like we've been friends for like all of our 20s. We were just saying that we're like, damn, like it's been a long time. (laughs) It's been a while. And I feel like before you would you really would like date dudes who just were like really below, not not below me, below you. Yeah, they were. They were. And so I get how that could be frustrating and to not want to like and have to like really stand your ground because you really did attract a lot of those dudes, especially in the beginning, like fucking homeboy. I know you always try to back him up, but I don't like homeboy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say no names. I've been thinking. Wait, which one are you talking about? (laughs) I'm going to have to be I'm going to have to beep this out just for legal purposes. But oh, yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've been through a lot where I've been finessed with, I've been, de- been finessed with guys and that all, and I've been thinking about all of that. Like that has been like, I'm like, okay, I've been budging on the things that matter to me. I don't give a fuck what anybody else has to say. The things that have mat- have mattered to me, I've budged on them and they, and it's, hasn't served me well so now I need to stand on the shit that makes me feel good like I'm sorry but like money's important to me it cannot be important to you I'm not a 50 50 girl that's just not what I what it is before and I try I tried I tried to do it y'all's way that's just not my way like it 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 just isn't and so now I'm just like what's a 50 50s girl somebody who's willing to go and split the rent with their man I'm not doing it Mm. I'm not doing it Mm -mm. not doing it no and it's it is basically so I talked to my dad about it and my dad told me that you should never move in with the, you should never move in with the man who needs you to pay rent. If he is like relying on you. If he can't have it on his own, you don't need to live with him. And so that's my mindset. If you can't take care of you, you can't take care of us. It is what it is. If you need me, yeah. And he was like, because because you're a woman, you need to be able to. And like, he's like, and don't put your name on anything. So then you can leave if something goes bad. And right. so I had always like heard, you know, people being like, I don't do, I don't do 50, 50, da, da, da. So I called my dad and I was like, dad, well, actually I had, I had one of, in 2020, I had a guy that I used to date, like when I was 21, he came back around and we were doing like the you know, the quarantine thing. Right, right. Quarantine. Yeah. He was my quarantine bae. And he kept on talking about us moving out together. And like, you know, and I, I told my dad, I was like, this guy, he wants, like, you know, we dated in the past. We're trying to make it work again. And like, you know, and he was like, um, what did he say? I was like, so dad, how did it work for you? Because I've seen my dad with his girlfriends. Like they, he's lived with girlfriends. I was like, so he was like, well, any girlfriend that's ever moved in with me, she moved into my place. And I said, okay, bet that's the standard. Like, I'm going to always have my own. 
if you want me to live with you, you're moving me in. Like we're not, if, but we're not going to down to the leasing office together and I'm getting on the lease. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I see that. I used to think that I was like a 50, 50 chick. Uh, I think I'm more so a hundred, a hundred, sometimes 20, sometimes 50 or so, what is the math to that? Sometimes 20, sometimes 80. Like, I think Michelle Obama said it perfectly. And it was really mm-hmm. the, I think the type of like, I think the way that I am as well too, because I mean, I, look, I don't mind paying 50, 50 for a place um, if the situation, if if financially it was the best decision for the both of us, yeah, see, like, not for I, one person or the other, but the best financial decision for the both of us, because also like it's fucking hard out here too. It's hard out here. We like nice things, so sometimes there's there's something to compromise. Again, I wouldn't do that with just any other fucking dude. Brian is like my partner, you know what I mean? And like, there's been times where like I paid for like the whole trip somewhere, hotel, food. You know, and like he wasn't really in a place where he could like provide the things that I would want. But then now he's at a really great place where now he's paid all the rent and I'm able to like focus on my show and like provide in my own type of way, too. So I think that's just like depending on the circumstance and everything is like is is what. But the the reason why, because he was on because he was unemployed when I first started dating him. And like mm-hmm. I think and. Anyone would kind of look at that situation like, why would you date an unemployed dude? Da, da, da. But it was like because I knew my dude was like smart, capable, passionate, like and also like with with whatever he had, he was able to give me so much, you know, even if and it so, wasn't like a Birkin bag. But it was like he was Brian is an exception to the rule. So basically this this standard of mine that I have, it all boils down to mindset. Are you a provider or not? Brian is a provider. It's in his bones, right? This right. conversation to me, if we're having it, say if we're at a table talk and we're having it with guys, a guy, if he were to get bent out of shape about what I said, you're not who I'm talking to. The men, right. the men who are about this provider life, they don't get mad when a woman says, I don't want to go half with you. They don't get mad right? because they know that they don't want to go half with me either. Like, right. you met Brian and you guys, you guys actually built a friendship before, beforehand. Yeah. So you were yeah. friends with him. And when it came time for the relationship, the circumstance was that he was unemployed and he was capable, but his mindset was always, I'm going to provide for Steph. Right. That, that's right. the difference. There are men who like, no, like, I don't ever think I'm yeah. supposed to provide for you. It's really, I want a provider. When I say like, I don't want to do, I don't want to go into this thinking that like, we're always going to have to split bills. No, that's not, I, I want to be the woman in the situation. And like there, when you're building a life with somebody, there is going to be that ebb and that flow. I understand that that's going to happen. Right. But if you off top don't have, don't think that you're supposed to be the provider, no, like you don't have the. Pro- okay, I see what you're saying. I think, I think, uh, like, because one thing about you is what we love, but also it's like, and I mean this in the best way. This is not like a diss. This is like your whole personality. And I know you know this too. Like when you say like, oh yeah, like I want this. It's so straight up, but I think that it's like there's so much there's so much depth and layers to what you're saying. Always because yeah. you could you could you know you said like I don't want to go 50-50, but people look at it as like this kind of surface level decision. But then like as I'm talking to you, I realize oh it's it's more than just the the check or yeah. the rent. It's and the I, mindset. 
And that actually irritates me that people take that pe- people just listen, like, cause I'm not a surface person. So like, right. you can't just take what I say for face value. And I feel like that's with anyone. Like I might say, I'm a person you need to have a conversation with. I'm not, I don't look how, like, there's this one guy, right. That I met out here in Houston and he was like, you look liberal. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, you, he's like, I just thought like, I would have never thought you were as traditional as you are or that. Cause like for me, when it comes to politics, like I'm more on the, on the Republican side than I am on democratic side. And I'm really not a liberal, like, but he was like, your vibe gives, and I'm just like, and that'll fuck you up every time because I, you can't just like, I'm not a, what you see is what you get. I feel like he like misused the term liberal because I think it's, I think I know what he means. Mm -hmm. It's, I think, I think when people, I think he's thinking like, it's, it's not, I don't even think it's like the liberal standpoint. It's the, like the strong independent, uh, like feminist kind of like persona Mm -hmm. that people kind of box in with like being a liberal woman, if that makes sense. So I, so, so you, because I could see how someone could think like, because you're so like confident and you are independent and you are, you can take care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. without a fact, like you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they see it as like, oh, like I don't need a man to take care of me. I got this type of like mentality. He, he wasn't even saying it in that way. He okay. was saying it like, cause, because I'm so creative, like creatives tend to be more liberal when it comes oh, to see. views. And I'm like, yeah, and that'll fuck you up every time because don't let my creativity fool you. Like I am, I don't, I'm not political like that, but if I were to be, I would be Republican. <laughs> like, right. Because right. I think their, their values align with, I would be a liberal with my, with my values, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just, you are very traditional in that, in that, in that sense. I will like, yeah. And I, but think- I, but I don't even think that's like the dating way, the way that you wanted to be like more submissive, I guess, a man to take, I don't even think that has anything to do with politics because you could also be liberal and still feel like, do you want to be that type of woman? No, I'm not. I'm, I was just giving an example as oh, to people okay, okay. judging a book by its cover. Like I just see, because I, I said, I don't want to go 50, 50 doesn't mean that I'm not, that I, that there's not nuance in there's a scenario for everything. Like it's, that's one of those situations where it's like, you have to have a conversation. What do you want? Like, what do you want your life to look like? Like, I want my life to look a certain way and the way and the type of man that fits into my life. He's just a provider. That's maybe I need to, that's what I need to say. I only want a data provider. Okay, guys, you can now listen to the rest of the episode available on Patreon right now. The link is in the description. Broke girl therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.